Hi, I'm Vincent Andrasani, and this is episode 33 of The Place of Sound. Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode, and thanks also to those who've been following along through the last few episodes of the show. For those who happen to be listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space, or the social geography, using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits, or oral history style interviews that explore the topic of home. Soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place. And we typically end the episode with a short documentary style piece that explores the place-based identity of the producer. The aim with these particular projects is to allow the producer to think about the places that made them who they are today. These are the types of projects you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound, and in this episode, all of them were produced by students here at Carleton University. They're what gets produced in Comms 4501, Digital Media Production, which is a fourth-year workshop course in the Communication and Media Studies program. Before we listen to the projects, we're going to take a quick second to hear about a documentary podcast series produced by Megan Linton, an Ottawa-based researcher and disability justice activist. The series is called Invisible Institutions, and it explores the injustices of large-scale state institutions and their effects on those who are labeled with intellectual and developmental disabilities. There are now seven episodes in the series, each of which opens up a different chapter about the history of institutionalization in Canada, showing the ways that this history still very much shapes our present. It's a timely production in light of the pandemic, and it raises questions about the ways that we do or do not care for the most vulnerable people in our society. The following is a trailer for the series, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about it, check out invisibleinstitutions.com or follow them on Twitter using the handle at INVinstitutions. prison pen pals and there's more similarities between my living situation and the living situation in a prison institution. It was like a prison and I know that sounds hyperbolic but it was. We were basically locked in our rooms completely alone. 
Introducing Invisible Institutions, a new documentary podcast exploring the horrors of large-scale state institutions for people labeled with intellectual and developmental disabilities in Canada. The host and creator, Megan Linton, is a researcher and disability justice activist investigating the unreported and invisibilized horrors of the institutional system. Join her on her journey to the grounds of current and former institutions, including interviews with survivors, community activists, and experts, as they work together to expose the exploitation, isolation, resistance, and survival facing people labeled with disabilities. Find Invisible Institutions wherever you get your podcasts. Coming February 2022. Okay, on to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to two audio portraits, one soundscape composition, and one audio documentary. Four projects in total. The first is an audio portrait by Sophie Marvel titled Signs of Life. It consists of an interview that Sophie herself conducted with her friend Cade Holtet. In it, Cade shares memories of growing up in various parts of the world and how all this travel he did as a child shaped who he is today. The second project is another audio portrait by Brandon Huang, produced in winter of 2021, some time ago. Brandon speaks with his friend Simi who recounts what it meant for her to leave her family home in Toronto and move to Ottawa. For Simi, home is not just a place, but is something that we carry with us. The third project is a soundscape composition titled Within This Nameless Wood by Thomas Puda. Thomas offers a poetic meditation on a space that he frequents, thinking about what it might mean to find beauty and meaning in a space, even if we don't know its name. And the final piece is by Sophie Doyle and is titled Begin Again. It's a very personal piece where Sophie talks about moving to Ottawa as a way of distancing herself from her past. Here, as a student of Carleton University, Sophie found new experiences and challenges that allowed her to reflect on her past in new ways. Sophie will tell you more about it in a moment. Okay, let's begin with Sophie's audio portrait titled Signs of Life. Sophie, over to you. Hi, my name is Sophie Marvel, and this is my audio portrait. For this interview, I interviewed my good friend, Kate Holtet, and he describes his life and how it has been influenced by moving around the world. He also describes how his idea of home has shaped him. My name is Cade Holtet, and I am half Korean, half Canadian, and technically I would say I'm from Winnipeg because I was born there, however I did not grow up there. I didn't really grow up in one place, I grew up like everywhere because my parents were international school teachers, meaning they traveled from school to school often. Um, uh, usually international schools in different countries. So I grew up in like nine different countries, technically, or around eight or nine. 
it's I think it really has affected who I am um because I don't have necessarily like any mo- like you know those scenes in Friends or something where the old family home is being sold and everyone's like sad and they're looking through things like oh this is- we had so many memories and things like that. like that's more what I can't relate to because you know like I'm just like hey we're moving again okay in like a year but like e- even now since I've been in Ottawa I've moved like I. I'm moving like four times in four years, right? Um, but I, I do think it has really heavily affected me because it's I've I didn't I don't feel an emotional connection to like the idea of home, but I've lived in a lot of homes. I've had a lot of homes in a lot of different places, and it's been a very different experience each time, like adapting to the environment that I'm in and like making it a home. You know what I mean? Like last week, I had the realization that like I was, I wasn't feeling well. I was like feeling really anxious for some reason, and I was laying in my bed. I was like being. It felt like I was being eaten alive by the thoughts I was having, and I couldn't get out of the like mental loop in my head until randomly my door opened and Tyler came, like my roommate, um, came up to my room and asked me if I wanted food. And my brother also was there. And he left the door open, but when he went back downstairs, I could smell, like, food being cooked. And I could hear the pan going, and I could hear his music from his phone playing quietly. And, like, the soft orange light from my, um, from the hallway. And I remember as soon as I could smell, like, the food being cooked, the music, and, like, signs of life in the house I was living in, I snapped right out of like the anxiety loop and it felt it felt like I wasn't alone and I guess that's what made me feel like I was at home where the house wasn't empty it wasn't like a shell it was like people were doing things but not just for themselves for to take care of the other people around them like he knew I wasn't feeling well so he came up and offered to make me food and it just made me miss my being at home with my parents a lot and having like the safety of being taken care of and um yeah like signs of life you know like music and soft orange lights for some reason specifically hello everyone my name is brennan and i'm a fourth year communications and media studies student at carlton university in this audio portrait today you'll be hearing the voice of my friend simi as we talk about the concept of home My aim for this project was to explore her definition of home, whether it be a physical place or a type of mentality. She goes on to tell the story of her moving away from her hometown for university and how it affected what she thought of as home. She also dives into aspects of her childhood to give us a full understanding of what she thinks home is. My name is Simi. I go to UOttawa for psychology. I was born in Montreal and lived there for three years, but I grew up in Brampton and I stayed there until I was 18. And then I came here for university, which is Ottawa. I like like the big city, small town vibe. I was really excited because I like really liked the idea of being independent and doing everything on my own. But I think like as I stayed here longer, I definitely realized like there are certain things about like my childhood home that I miss, like obviously doing chores for yourself like you don't realize your mom actually does so much and like being fully responsible for yourself is like actually a big task but like once I like actually understood that and started being responsible for myself it felt more fulfilling to be out here 
when I think of like the childhood home the most comforting thing was probably be my mom and like my dad and also I feel like when I think of my childhood home my culture comes to mind more because that's where it was like most prevalent because like I spoke um Punjabi there which is like my culture's mother tongue and I don't really do that anywhere else so yeah my culture my mom my parents those kind of things at first I didn't even like I don't think I realized like how much I actually enjoyed my culture until I kind of got it taken away from me by coming here and I'm almost like happy I did that because I don't think I would appreciate that part of myself as much and I wouldn't identify with it as much way more than when I was younger which I feel find kind of like weird because when I was like forced to be around it so much I almost like rejected it and when I chose to leave it now I like accept it so much more but I don't think like my culture also defines my home I remember having talks with one of my friends um, about that and they had also moved from Toronto to Ottawa and had realized like what a big culture shock it is and they were also really close to their mom and I think what that conversation and like what living on my own and being on my own helped me realize was I kind of have to find home in myself so I don't really think Ottawa itself reminds me of home but like me being here makes it feel like home because I try to carry home in myself instead of like looking for it in like an actual physical sense anymore I think I thought of the word very literally when I was a kid like as most kids do like home is a house where my parents live and I go and sleep and now that I like I've not only moved like cities I've also moved so many apartments within the city like you can't really think like that anymore and also like if I were to think my childhood house is still my home I think that's what I got caught up in a lot too before and it could be kind of sad because then you always feel like you're missing something but when you start to see home as more of something that you carry with you you don't feel like you're really missing anything you kind of feel more whole my name is Thomas Puda I'm a fourth year communication and media studies major and in this project I wanted to revisit a space that lived in the back of my mind for a very long time I happen to be fortunate enough to live right beside a forest, and it's very undisturbed by most people. I thought it would work amazingly as a space to record with its many sounds and different experiences. Within the nameless wood, I stand in the middle of a patch of land untouched by society. The ground crunches underneath every step I take, reminding me I may be the first carving this path through decaying vegetation. The sky is filled with grey storm clouds. Perhaps relinquishing space after a heavy rainfall, or warning of further coming thunder. The birds find respite between the gales of wind as they chirp a requiem for the dead leaves which paint the floor of the forest with the color of flames.
This space is reminded of the world around it constantly. The trains and cars in the distance fill the air with raucous commotion. As if their paved roads run through the winding hills they surround, How could a space bordering so much life be left nameless? Did the abandoned park planted at its center warrant its loneliness? The wind picks up as I sit against a boulder planted in the middle of a broken sandbox. How did it get here? Who painted it the beautiful yellow it is now? The more I question this solitary forest, the more the clouds block out the sun and sky. The creek wrapped around the foot of its hills, visible from the apex I sit at. I hear it now. Though droplets of water hitting the aged and decrepit bench that someone once made, the moss growing on the underside of the wood likely thankful for the coming rainfall. With most of the leaves underfoot rather than resting on the branches above, I have no cover from the worsening weather. Perhaps when I next revisit this space, I will give it the name it deserves. Or perhaps its wonder is encapsulated in the fact it's nameless. It needs not a name, just someone to walk its paths and listen. Can we ever really start over? This audio documentary explores why I chose to move to Ottawa and what it meant for me at the time. I used Ottawa to cope with my trauma, but the way I used the city didn't heal me. This piece aims to show how getting a fresh start doesn't mean you get to leave your past behind. I'm too nervous. Can you do it? Okay. Dear Sophie, we are pleased to welcome you to the Bachelor of Communications and Media Studies at Carleton University! Enclose our details regarding your offer of admission. A fresh start. It's an opportunity to begin again. I chose to move to Ottawa because there was a chance to leave my past behind. I knew nobody there. I had never even visited the city before, but I knew it wasn't home. And that's all the motivation that I needed. I packed up my life and left in late summer. A part of me hoped that I would never have to come back. My childhood had been littered with trauma and I never got to have a traditional upbringing. A part of me resented my inability to just be a child. Moving to Ottawa meant I could try and forget my history. I just assumed it would fade into the background. This is a final boarding call for flight 1734. 
as mundane as it sounds, my goal became having the average university experience. I was chasing the little things. I wanted to be careless, to make mistakes, to have fun, to do everything I had not been afforded to do growing up. It seemed like my shot at a do-over. What I failed to realize was a fresh start does not mean the past will not follow you. Your call has been forwarded to the automatic voice messaging system. Help the tone, please record your message. Hey girl, um, if you are still interested in going out, I'm going to be hosting the pre at my place at 8. Uh, we'll probably just go to the local or something if that works for you. Bye! of what I thought the trauma-free version of myself might be. I spent my nights at shitty dive bars, drinking sugary drinks. I would shotgun beers, and at the end of the night, would drunkenly eat pizza on Radio Street. harder than expected. I would go out to keep myself busy, because if I was busy, I didn't have to think about my old life. running away from anything. I was just putting off face in my trauma. Regardless, whenever I felt like the past was catching up, I found a new distraction. At some point, however, last call will sneak up on you. The party will end, and you have to go home. Wife tests on. 
alternative for COVID-19. Both are now in isolation to try and limit some of the interactions. The growing movement to reduce health risks. What you need to know about the virus, the test, and keeping you and your family safe. Extensive coverage. This is the National Well, any lingering doubt is gone. The coronavirus outbreak is accelerating. So this COVID stuff's getting pretty serious, huh? Is reacting yeah, I just want to get stuck here. Canada, the impact on daily so what are you going to do? Markets tanked again. I think I have to go home. flew back to Halifax within the week. I was right back where I started, surrounded by the same people who traumatized me, the same locations I hope to never see again. But I felt different. After two years of running, I realized my history was not something I could escape. It was going to follow me. The only thing you can do is learn to cope. That year, I completely overhauled my life. I cut out all the toxic people from my life. I stopped drinking so heavy, I got a therapist, and I started actively working towards where I wanted to be in the future. I am now the happiest I have ever been, and despite having plenty of work ahead, my past doesn't seem like it's chasing me anymore. Ottawa was a place I tried to lose myself, but sometimes I think you need to get a little lost to figure out where you're supposed to be headed. Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode of The Place of Sound. But before I sign off, a couple of quick notes. A reminder that what we've listened to here on this show is only a fraction of the work produced in association with this project. If you're interested in checking out more, have a look at theplaceofsound.ca, where you're not only able to hear this audio work, but also to see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. There's also a featured work section on the site's blog where you can access some notable individual projects. And in the classes section, you can have a look at the portfolio websites designed by students themselves, which host every project produced in the course. And lastly, under the listen link, you're able to access the show's archive and listen back to any episode of the show that you'd like to hear. But in the meantime, keep your ear out for upcoming episodes of the show, which air on CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30 p.m. and are available wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Place of Sound.